Dramatica analysis of Little Women, recorded August 11, 2020, led by Chris Huntley. Good evening. Uh, tonight we're going to do an analysis of Little Women, the, the most recent version from 2019 film. And um, so I'm going to bring up the uh, Dramatica, and while, while we're doing that, why don't we talk about, identify the four through lines while I go about doing that. Anybody? Overall story? Um, I think uh, keeping, securing the future of the March family. Is that okay with everybody? Yeah, so I have a, a like a woman wants to make uh, her own way during the Civil War era, but she puts her family first because she uh, feels they need her. Okay. So that's focusing more on the, uh, the on a, one of the family members, okay. Um, Anybody else? I'm just trying to, I'm just run. I mean, it, we could say to marry or not to marry. <laughs> I feel like that covers it a little bit, but. Well, I think that, I think that may be the, uh, sort of more the thematics of it. Yeah. Um, because I think, you know, that certainly seems for the March, for the three March girls. Yeah. Or, well, girls and then women, um, that seem, or the four March girls and then women, um, that seems to be an issue, but, uh, of, of import, but that sort of is tied to the, you know, future security of the family. As it's yeah, good point. very explicitly <laughs> told to Lori in the middle of the movie. Um, all right. Who is our main character? Thank Joe. I agree, Joe. Joe March. Everybody on board with that? Yep. All right. And I this is a male only because I haven't touched it. And Joe is pretty obvious. So I, I changed to a female. Um, who, who is the influence character or are the influence characters if it's more than one? Who's the most obvious? What's his name? Lori. Lori and Frederick? Yeah, Lori. And I think that it's uh, Amy. Do we have any other? I think Brian said Frederick also, Frederick, maybe yeah. as a handoff with Lori. Okay. So what? It, so the. All right, and all right. That's that's fine. So what is the Joe Lori? Um, 
relationship? Female artists. No, I said Joe Laurie. Oh, Joe Laurie. Sorry. <laughs> like, um, rom like romance or friend confusion romance. But, I mean, it seems like the influences on her to, you know, do her writing and stuff in some ways as well. Uh, okay. I feel like they're best friends and then it just develops from there. Mm -hmm. Okay. And what about with uh, Joe and Amy? Um, sisters as female artists, female artists. I would say, uh, like, what do you call it? Rival sisters a little bit. How does that, how is that separate from what's going on in the overall story? Yeah. Because mm -hmm. all four of the sisters are kind of rivals, but they are clearly different. You know, some are more assertive, <laughs> some are more passive, some are more, you know, devious, they're different ages. I mean, it, it seems, I think, I, I, I'm not saying that, that Amy may or may not, she may be an influence character, but I'm not sure she's an influence character to Joe. I also had a question about Beth, just because of the like um, uh, scene at the beach where they're talking a lot about her, um, her writing and kind of her dreams and things like that. Um, is that also part of the overall story or, or would that be a candidate for this? Amy is which one? Beth is the youngest, right? Well, I was talking about Beth. No, uh, okay, Amy's the youngest. Beth is the third oldest. Oh, yeah, Amy is definitely not a Yeah. Beth maybe, but, but Amy isn't. I mean, she's, I mean, how, how does she challenge Joe? She challenges Joe from, from the very beginning. She's the Venus to Joe's Athena. Yeah, well, throwing away her writing and her burning her writing. Wait, okay. That's over. Beth, right? Are we talking no, Beth is the sick one who dies. Okay, all right. Okay, so then, yeah, Amy is the one. Okay. Who's the painter? Right. All right. Mm -hmm. So, um, how, okay. But so, how does, how does Beth? Somebody said Beth, and I don't think Beth. I said Beth just because of the um, uh, the beach scene. I just have a question about that because, you know, they it seems like that has some influence over her, um, you know, like decision making around being a writer, around pursuing her dreams instead of like staying in the family. Um, sure, but I don't think that. I think that may be more trying to get get out. Exposit the main character through through a line, as opposed to offering any kind of foil or alternative perspective to uh, to Joe, just helping us know what's going on and, and you know help us understand Joe better. So she gives a a wall for for uh, Beth provides an opportunity to for Joe to explain herself or to got it somebody else to you know, identify what's going on with Joe. 
they also kind of treat her like a throwaway character, even though she does die. So like they have her, she doesn't have as much of a, her own personality. Like she's kind of idolizes Joe and kind of tries to do what everyone else is doing in the house. And I guess she plays piano. But other than that, she's just like the sweet girl that like, I don't know, I feel like growing up, that's what all the girls were supposed to act like, like sweet and smiley and no personality. <laughs> But she gets axed right away. I mean, just, you know she's going to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like that. Kind of like that in the old one, but. Right. Okay. And how does, and how does, what's the, how does Frederick act as an influence character to Joe? Well, he's, he's a romantic interest as well. And they start off as friends and, and then also he's, um, Having a, like a, uh, he's influencing more of her as an adult artist instead of as a um, budding artist, I guess, as a child. Okay. Um, isn't there a bit of a mentorship there too? Yeah, he encourages to write about what she knows. You know, I'm not sure that there's enough there for that. That's my, that's my concern. That I mean, there's sort of he, he his function seems to be more in the overall story, you know, the author, the the writer, the the one member of the family who's making making it. Well, one of one of uh, well, okay. I don't know. We're, we'll have to come back and see that. I think that there is a. I think there's a. I don't know if it's a sub story or a parallel story. That's a, um, with, I think it, maybe Laurie is the main character or, or um, Amy is the main character. It's the, basically the Laurie, Amy. Uh, mm -hmm. um, it's almost as if the romantic thread between Joe and like there's this romantic thread that goes through the whole story. And it seems to be the way it's structured, the way it's told in this version, since it's not, it's not really linear. The first half of the movie, it's all about Joe and Lori. The yeah. third act is about Lori and Amy. And then the fourth act is kind of back to Joe, is to Joe and Frederick with, a, you know, starts off with finishing up the sort of the, the Joe and Lori and transitioning into Joe and Frederick probably conveniently. Um, but it's, it's kind of like thematically, it's all, it's sort of about like they had this relationship through line that they wanted to follow through but it seems to travel from the, it's always these pairs that are the adored and the adoring. And the, you know, that's certainly what's happening with Lori and Joe and it's what's happening with Amy and Lori, you know, where one of them is far more interested in the relationship than the other. Um, I mean, even when Joe comes, you know, decides, okay, I'll settle for Lori, it's not because she really is the one. It's just 
because she doesn't want to be alone. And, you know, and I think if there was a, you know, okay, you have a choice for Joe, you have a choice between your career or Lori, she'd give up Lori in a, in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. You know, where, you know, Amy has already determined that she doesn't have that. And so she's going the, the marriage route. I'm not sure. I mean, it's, you know, because there's so many characters and they're in, in everybody's, I mean, of the, the sisters, we're examining them all the time. Um, but clearly, Joe, the Joe Laurie one is the one that's the strongest one and the one that's supposed to sort of be there. Dominant, the dominant one, not necessarily the only yeah. Chris, are you essentially saying the relationship through line is the love triangle? No? Maybe. If it is, it's not really told that way. Well, I guess it sort of is. But it's weird because it's, it get, it, it, it's got an awful lot going on and it sort of... I, well, we'll want to talk about the end of the movie soon because I think there's... I think there's sort of a, I'm not sure if it's a cheat, but I think there's something going on there that um, <laughs> I right. certainly I don't think it was in the book, but um, well, the, just something I, I want to talk about. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, does she end up with him or not? Pardon? I said, does she end up with him or not? I guess is what you're saying, right? With whom? Does um, Joe end up with Frederick or not? Well, yeah, and that's the cheat. They don't answer that. He's at the school, but they don't indicate whether or not they're a couple. And I think that's, I think it's a cheat. I mean, it's a good cheat because I think what they're trying to do, I think what the filmmaker is trying to do is have her cake and eat it too. He's trying to give a a traditional take on it and then a, a modern updated take on it. Um, and I don't remember how the original one ends, so uh, I, I, I can't. The original one, she ends up with Frederick and they don't really even get into the, the end of it where she's opening a school. That's, that's more in Little Men. The, um, so Greta borrowed from that. Okay. But I think she actually, in the book, doesn't end up with uh, a man and then ends up being with somebody who is a teacher at the school. Um, but the first oh, okay. movie, they, you know, did the Hollywood thing and gave it a love story or just made the story better, frankly. Well, well I think, see, that's what, I, that's what I mean by, I think they were trying to have their cake and eat it, too. They were, yeah. They set it up right in the very first scene. That if you're going to make it successful, it has to, she has to get married or she has to die. Mm-hmm. You know, the heroine has to, it's, that's the only one that way it sells. And so yeah. I, but, I, but the last two scenes where she is essentially negotiating her contract and then, isn't that the scene? And, yeah. Oh no, she's getting the book. Right. She's getting her yeah, book. It's the, then it's the copyright. Yeah. She gets the right. book. She actually gets the, the printed book and then um, they go to the school. So we don't, you know, we don't know. 
it's it's it, you we can assume that she's married because otherwise the book wouldn't have been printed because <laughs> it would have had a happy ending. But I think it's it. Do we? Do you know any, anybody know about Lisa May Alcott? Was she? I'm looking at it right now. I have the it, ebook. It, it seems like a meta fiction joke from what Julie said. Yeah, she she right? stayed a spinster. She yeah. did not get married. Yeah, I think that scene yeah. where she's negotiating her book contract. That's not supposed to be the story. That's supposed to be the author. You know, where it's kind of like, okay, let's put a little bit of the author doing the real real world stuff here. And then we'll just put the end of the end of the story on the way that the the bookseller wanted it to end. That's why that's why I think the ending does this double ending where one is how it should have ended <laughs> based on mm -hmm, yeah. everything that happened before it. And then they've tacked on the happy ending um, because that's what would get it to sell. You know, so, so, but, but by that logic, she got married then, right? Not the author, but the character? Yes, yes. That's in fact, that's, I think that's exactly what it's supposed to mean, that, that the book... It kind of, you know, it's being told like it's a, um, an author writing a, you know, who's living this life and then writes about her life. Mm -hmm. When in fact, it's an author, it's, it's, a, it's a story about a family in which one of the characters is an author. <laughs> and so it's like, you know, got the character that's in the book, but also outside of the book that's writing the book about it type of thing. Yeah. I just and she does end up with the professor, and they are in the book, um, and they do open the school together. Right. So that yeah. that's the to me that was the end of the book. Mm -hmm. and that was that was sort of the end of the movie, but it was constructed in such a way that it was it seemed to be pretty clear that wasn't what happened for the author. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know that's what I, that's. Why I was saying I thought that was a kind of a clever trick because you don't know exactly the, the timeline of all of it, um, and we're not we're not given the happy ending ending until it's pretty clear that she has to deliver a certain type of book. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, it looks like Alcott never married, so she yeah. gave herself an ending that she wouldn't have normally. Well, again, I think that's the this movie is sort of saying, oh, here's here's Louise May Alcott's real story. And then, oh, but we'll put on a happy ending for it because that's what the book was and that's what the yeah, I see what you mean now. It was written that this is supposedly sort of a movie about. It was sort of, you know, one of those self-referential things. I yeah. didn't know that she was a spinster, but I would have sworn, based on the way that this was written, that, that was the, that's what was going to, at Spencer, that she was independent. An independent woman who never got married. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, it's, that's, I'm completely not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, is this kind of like an author handoff? 
like in the framing of the narrative? Character, author? I, you know, I don't know. I think it's a, I think it's a trick because okay. the, the author character is in the movie, is in the, is in the story. You know, she's the main character. But it's the, it's almost like the character in the overall story is the one that got married. Because the subjective story, the relationship in the subjective story, yeah, and happily. So, so I, I guess that's what I'm asking because Frederick, who is, I think, is in the overall story, they get that gets tied up successfully. But the main character follows her dream become a successful writer. And in the real world, those two things are sort of mutually exclusive. <laughs> well, Whereas in the fantasy world, they're absolutely necessary at that time. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes sense, but that's how, when yeah. I watched the movie, and I, I can't even remember, I think I saw the last time I saw Little Women was when the last one came out, you know, with Meryl Streep, and, Winona Ryder, and you know, that one was from the 80s. Yeah, so I haven't seen that story in a long time. So, so in a way, the, like, it seems like the, the um, audience point of view and the, it, or the, uh, the main character is getting the author's soul downloaded into her body. I mean, just as a weird way to state that. I, I don't know that, because I don't really know much, enough, I don't know enough about Louisa May Alcott to say if she's anything like Joe, apart from wanting to be a, a, a writer and uh, who wants to write what she wants to write. Um, I don't know what her, her life was like, but um, I think that the way the filmmakers made it, yeah, this was this was a way they could give a give a nod to a, the maybe the path that Louise May Alcott took, which was really bucking the system at the time, but was not part of the actual book. You know, the, the story of the book of Little Women, you know, ends with her getting married and opening up a school or going to school or whatever with, the, with somebody she met while in New York, right? So that's why I'm, that's, why I think the the main the main relationship is supposed to be um, Lori and Joe, but I think you know if you want to if you want to say that it's about the, a sort of a love triangle as the um, relationship that 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 could work too. That would get Amy in there as the the spoiler or the whatever. She's in love with, you know, A is love with B, B is love with C, C doesn't really love anybody. <laughs> but C likes, C likes A, but doesn't, you know, not, not really, in, not, not that way. Um, and you almost get a, a little bit of a quad there because you get um, Laurie kind of jealous of uh, Frederick in the end a little bit. They kind of work that in. Um, right, and then it disappears. That's yeah. why... That's why I thought it, it felt a little hinky there because 
it's that's kind of like the transition between the story and then the the happy ending, the fantasy ending, where everybody is happy and living together, and the only person who's missing is Beth because she died or she died too early, but you know, an Aunt Marge Beth, who died in a timely way, right. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, mom and dad are back together. Dad is back from the, from the war, and they're all working and have all the copies of her book. <laughs> I mean, it was just sort of like, boy, yeah, let's, let's, let's really make that happy. Uh, and it didn't, the, to me, the feel of the story didn't feel like it was going to end up that way. Um, but that was just me. Okay, so let's uh, let's start talking about our so um, our story engine, the story engine, and uh, so does Joe change or remain steadfast? What is Joe? First of all, what is Joe's through line about? Doesn't she want to be a writer? And yeah, <laughs> I want to be a writer. I want to be famous. I want to be remembered. Right. Well, and she doesn't want to get married. Yeah, she doesn't want to get married. Well, Those are the two things. It doesn't feel. No, no. I think that the marriage thing is separate because I think what she's about isn't about marriage. What she's about is she's about. I want to be famous. I want to be remembered. I want to be a writer. She wants to paddle her own canoe. It's that, yeah. It's that she wants to go her own way. It's that she doesn't want to be subservient to someone else. Right. I mean, if, if it was one of these things where, you know, and she's in a society that, that basically, and a family that, you know, do you love him? If you don't love him, then, you, you know, and then you're getting married for convenience. And she never seems to want to do anything just for convenience. Um, she only wants to do it because she wants to do it. And if she doesn't want to do it, then she doesn't want to do it. It doesn't matter if it's a little thing or a big thing. So, uh, so knowing that who she is now, at least an idea of what, the, what her perspective is, is she a change or steadfast character and... How do we know? Well, I would say she's, she's steadfast, right? How do we know? Um, at the beginning, she's, it's those bookend scenes with the editor, right? Mm -hmm. She won't take no for an answer, and at the end, she won't take no for an answer, and then he, he gives her the, the job, right? Right, and it's funny because he even refers to her, she even refers to sort of herself in third person. That's what I think is the clue about the author. Mm -hmm. that's, I'm, I'm here representing someone else. It's like, I'm here representing Joe, <laughs> the character. <laughs> you know, that's why it was sort of like, wait. Okay. I, I wonder if that even, that scene, those scenes are, does she write the book Little Women in the book Little R Women? Mm, 
well, yes, but I don't know. I can't remember if in this version of the movie. I think that's the big difference though, right? Because she goes from, um, you know, not wanting to be known in the beginning. So I think that she's changed. And I think that when you see her changed is that uh, uh, really in the differences of the negotiation tactics at the publisher's place, um, first she's timid and willing to sell herself out. And more importantly, she's not proud of her work. She's ashamed of it. And she's ashamed of other people knowing it. And she won't put her name on it. At the end, we see her name on the book. In the beginning, she settles for negotiation. In the end, she negotiates exactly what what it's going to be and what she's going to keep. But those things aren't that important to her. What's important is that she's writing and that she's going to be, you know, famous. So it's not important to her that no one forgets who she is. Yeah. Right, because at the beginning, she's a nobody. and But the thing is that she is... She wants to make a living writing and she, you know, this is, this is where I think the difference is between change and growth. This is someone who grows into her fine. You know, she's, she's got the chutzpah, she's able to negotiate with him and is able to bend, you know, it's like, okay, I'll let it go because there are some, you know, we have things at home that are more valuable than my ego, you know, the $20. So sure, do what you will with it. Um, you know, but when I get good, <laughs> I don't, ha- I'm going to be in it, you know, I'll have a be- I'll have more leverage and I will use that leverage. She changes I- completely the style of the story she's writing. Yeah. I feel like she's, she, she writes, she starts off writing scandalous, quote unquote, scandalous, girlish, stories and, and that she's where there's lots of killing and pirates and everything and and no morals um and she doesn't want her name on it because it'll bother her mother and in the end it's she's writing things that she's proud of that she's willing to put her name on and that you see her present the book with her to her mother but would, but yeah. does change isn't the thing that that laurie represents or that the, the things that she's fighting is either compromise or maybe not that but going a different path not don't you know giving up the writer's path wouldn't that have been where she would really have defined her as being changed i mean look by contrast look at amy amy wants amy at the beginning absolutely wanted to be an artist um but she realized you know that she doesn't have the genius. She's talented, but she doesn't have the genius to be recognized. And, you know, so she, she, changed, she changes tactics completely. She goes the MRS route. But she, always, she says she always knew that she, she always was wanted to be married rich. Yeah, she always wanted to do that, though. If, I'm with Nick on this, because like, it really seems like she really is compensating in the beginning for like how badly she doubts her writing. So here's, and here is why I brought this, this is why I wanted to start here. Cause I think the difference, I think the difference is 
where are you which which Joe you're looking at at the end? Because if you look at Joe, who's the much tougher negotiator, I don't think that's a big difference. I think that's you know she's she's always done what she's wanted to do. But if you look at Joe, the oh I'm happily married to Frederick, who I've known you know in three scenes. Um, that would be a different show. I mean, I guess she's not, I mean, because essentially she's doing a, she's behaving like she's the same person, you know, she's acting, you know, she's teaching, but, you know, writing and teaching. It's just, it's, that's why I think it's a little confusing, at least for me. Well, I think well, that was going to be my next yeah. issue was the whole marriage where, you know, yeah. she says she's not going to get married. She wants to be paddling her own canoe and, 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 and then there she is. She, she finds out she does want to get married and that it was terrible being alone. Find out she wants to get, everybody tells her that she's in love. That was the thing I felt a little like, you love him. I can tell you. It's like, I think we might be missing something though, because it seems like in the beginning, she doesn't, she's not writing about like things that she knows and has a, a like subjective relationship with. She's trying to like, you know, right from the outside, almost like it's a, like it's articles. And then at the end, she's actually writing her own story. Right. And then she writes what she knows. That's kind of but that's like a that. big change, right? Is that a personal change? Or is that a... Yeah. Yeah, I think it is. Well, it's definitely, I mean, it's transformative in terms of vulnerability. I mean, I think yeah. she was being escapist early on and just like you know writing about volcanoes and lovers and all this stuff that she knew nothing about and then and then she wrote about her family so i think it right. is changed but um because of the plot and the way they did this version of the movie it was really hard for me to follow that so i see why there's uh there's a you know Indeed. conflict about it well, I think it's the story weaving that's the problem part. I think that you're right. I think that is the story weaving is a big part of that because, mm -hmm. you know, the, the time, the time between the opening scene and the next, the second negotiation, you know, with the copyright negotiation that the first scene is not at the beginning of the story. It's yeah, like, right. it's, it's, it's halfway through the story. Yeah, it's either the midpoint or it's uh, the last act, right? Um, yeah, I think it's. I guess I, the midpoint. No, it's 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 when she's in New York. So all of this yeah. stuff leads up to New York. You know, so it is. So, so another way of looking at the story actually is is that that is the start of the story, and the rest of it is backstory and echoes and filling in blanks for us. It, it, it can, and that's why this is, that's, that's why this version is, has, that's why I think it's, it's super clear that Laurie changes. I mean, in a huge way. Oh, Laurie does. Yeah. Well, Laurie, see, Laurie does what Joe will not. Laurie will accept second best. Yeah. But, but Lori's doing that the entire time, right? No. Joe is the best. 
and he's going and he's holding off and he's saving himself and then finally you know he he's he is now of an age where he is an in, basically he's independent and um so that's why he then approaches approaches joe which is probably about that's the midpoint i think of the story if you look yeah. at it logically right i mean he he loses her at the midpoint again right that's when he that's when she tells him you know i i can't because i'm i'm on this path you know and i i don't i don't i i don't feel that way about you you know i, I you're my friend but if we get if we get married it's just going to ruin everything right but he's like i mean he he's already like uh done with that entire arc then by the midpoint pretty much because you know he i mean he's what entire arc well with him uh being willing to let go of the best i mean if your argument is that he's um going after the best i mean he loses the best in the middle right well how is that a huge change for him that's I mean, not he, the change Doing okay, things so in a different way than he no, did. No, no. The change is when he settles for Beth, uh, for Amy. Yeah, he's he's a completely he, different person by the end of it. But he's right. already he's already settled. No. Yeah. No, 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 no. You're you're confusing the stuff that happens in Paris. That happens after that scene chronologically. At that point, he's already. I mean, even the first time we see them, which is the second scene in the movie. When they, when uh, Beth, uh, Amy and uh, Lori bump into each other, you know, she even comments on that was terrible what, what Joe did to you. You know, he's basically left for Europe, has been pouring around and getting drunk and having, and, and basically, you know, trying to recover from being um, dissed by, uh, by Joe. And at that point, he doesn't want to marry anybody. He just wants, he's just trying to, you know, lose himself. He doesn't, and he doesn't think that, sh that, it, that uh, Amy should marry for money either. Remember? She, he's like against all of the choices that Amy has too. And everybody's choices. I mean, you know, even when he's, when the scenes that were, he's talking with them, uh, Hermione, what's her name? <laughs> Meg. Emma Watson. But, but I mean, he's, he's whoring around in the beginning too, though. Well, he's flirting around, but he's yeah. not really. He's just, you know, remember he even says that the, when she's looking pretty, he's still not, he's not interested in her. You know, he's only interested in the, in the March sisters in so much as they relate to Joe. I mean, I don't, I don't getting, know, like, you know, getting close to the March sisters allows him to stay close to Joe. And so, you know, when finally he's at a particular, particular low and Amy's, I mean, he even kind of sort of gives a half-assed, um, oh, well, you know, I'll, I'll take you kind of thing. And Amy's like, I don't want le leftovers, you know, Joe's leftovers. So, they both have to sort of, he has to, he has to really change in order to come back to her and have her 
legitimately say, okay, I'll marry you. Because she doesn't want him just because he doesn't have Joe, because that, that would not work. It's when he really has, you know, he has essentially given up on going the route, the, uh, the, you know, his life, the way he thought he was going to go about it. And with, with Joe, um, and that that relationship is really and truly over, that's when he then is really open to um, honestly proposing and Amy's willing to accept. You know, and Amy readied herself too because she knew that it just wasn't going to work with the really, really rich people, the rich guy. So they were both in a, at the right place at the right time at, toward the end there before they, you know, while their, their trip in Europe was about over and, and the aunt died. And isn't it kind of interesting that that whole marriage got ha happened off screen? Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, wow, that's a kind of a really big deal, but it, we don't even, she, he comes back and she's already married. They, they're already married. So that's why I think, I mean, he definitely is a change character. Doesn't I, mean he's not jealous when suddenly she finds somebody who does, but then weirdly he completely gets okay with that. And that, that was the part that I felt. Yeah, he says something like, uh, you can't tell Joe what to do or something like that. Right, which is <laughs> like, all right. Well, that is his I give up, you know, it's going to be whatever Joe does. That's, yeah, that's how it. So, 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 why is, is Lori more of an impact on, on, on Joe than Amy? Where's his impact? I mean, without going through an impact line, just tell me, where's his impact on the writing? Yeah, right. Uh, well, because if if every if there's like a certain societal, it's about you know the marriage. See, yeah, yeah. There's there's certain things that you know this is what you're supposed to do, and so he's falling in line with that, and she's like, no, I'm not into that. And then by the end, she stays steadfast to that. But also, so then her line is more about marriage than writing. Yeah, I mean, how is that not the overall story? No, but that's, that's that well, is the whole purpose of the film is that she, the argument is that she stayed steadfast to her dreams and to what it is that she wanted to accomplish, and she ended up changing the people around her. And that's the whole core of the story. I mean, maybe we should leave this blank and come back to it. Or I mean, you guys are the experts. It's just the arguments aren't very convincing this time for that. Okay. Yeah, I have no problem leaving it blank. <laughs> That's kind of the nice aspect of it. Um, I just, that's why I wanted to get here fast and have this conversation because I just think the construction of the film confuses the meaning of the film because if you put it back together linear, it's kind of like, um, Um, well, if you put it back in a proper order, it does. The usual suspects? Now, what's this? It's same. Uh, Memento? Uh, no. 
Pulp Fiction? That works just fine. Now, anyway, if you put it back in chronological order, the plot order, it's not, it, well, it's actually, it's even more compelling because you're looking at her and she wants to be the author and that's every, that's, that's the thing she wants to do more than anything else. And that's pretty much where she ends up at the end. So, I mean, that, if you look at it that way, she really is on target. It's never about marriage for her. And marriage is only a, a distraction or something that would put her in a subservient position or a, not even necessarily subservient, but just a, she can't be her, she's not, can't, she can't be alone. She can't be the control of her life. She suddenly has to share. And that's not where she wants to be. She wants to share her work. She just doesn't want to share her, her um, career. It's, it comes first. She talks a lot about being uh, like lonely, right? Right, because that's the cost. I mean, you know, that's the thing is that if you're gonna, if you wanna do everything by yourself, well, that's the downside of it. You know, it, you, get, you can get really lonely. Um, and I mean, look at, look at Laurie at the beginning, you know, the first half of it, he's sort of saying, I'll stay lonely with the idea that I can get this big payoff by getting married, having a relationship, not, you know, so that I get the right person I want to live the rest of my life. And Joe is like, no, I don't want to, I, I know this is really a painful path, but I'm not going to give up this path, but boy, it really is painful. You know, and it's tempting. And that's why, see, that's why I thought that the ending was a little, um, the ending was the book ending that she wrote, not the real ending that was supposed to be the story ending. Uh, so let's, let's move on past this. Uh, so we can get into, uh, <laughs> make some choices. <laughs> this should be pretty easy. Is Joe a doer or a beer? Doer. And examples? He does a lot of writing. She beats up her sister when she, uh, when her sister burns her book stuff. Yep. Okay. Um, Other than beating up her sister, the the writing to me doesn't count as a doer because it doesn't address any problem. No, but look what she does. It's not problem solving. Okay. That's related to the writing because the writing is exclusively hers. So what about the writing that shows how she solves a problem either as a doer or a beer? I mean, oh, sorry. Okay. What about when she's, you know, she goes in to negotiate the contract? Right. So I see her going in to negotiate the contract, and and he says it's it, he does all his edits and stuff, and she's just waiting there, and she accepts the blows. Um, she doesn't fight for her edits or anything, and then she switches to a doer at the end, where she collaborates with the editor to make the the right ending. Uh. No, 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 no. She goes in. You're, you're, you're negating the fact that this is a woman who's going in unsolicited 
to a, a publisher and saying, here, I have, a friend of mine has done this. That is a different approach. A beer wouldn't do it that way. They'd have somebody else do it for them. But what's the problem? The problem this is- This is a problem-solving technique, so what's the yeah. problem? She needs money. She's a writer. She wants to be published writer. How do you get that? How do you, how do you solve that? None, none of that's presented before we see her arguing or negotiating. No, I understand that. But, but you, you know, what, it's that she's female, right? Isn't it that she's, she's female and she's, and she's a writer? Well, that too. Yeah. So, I mean, the point is, is that we, she is already stepped into that room. It's not like somebody said, here, I'm going to introduce you and you just be really nice to him and tell him what you have and maybe he'll accept. It's like, no, 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 no. no, no. But we've, we've, we've been told she's already been successful selling her stories in other places. So, so what? So the, this go, going into this place is not a problem. Okay. Well, I can give you a different example. It's not solving a problem. I don't, I don't see that. Okay. It's just one more door she knocks on. Look at her, look at her response to uh, Frederick's critique. Yeah, she storms out, right? Yeah, she grabs right. her toys and walks and goes away. So that's a good one. Another, another one is where she's there the, at the dancing area or whatever. They're doing their court, courtship stuff. And the guy looks over at her and then she just like dances around the room on her way out until she falls into Lori's room. Right. She basically is like, oh, I can see this coming. I'm getting out of here. Well, that's a good one where she solves a problem, I think. Yeah. That is. Yes, I, I would agree with that. Of course, I was looking at the story, and I still primarily look at this film as a story with a lot of backstory and thematic fluffery going on. Not thematic fluffery, but, but basically the story starts at her negotiations, and it ends with her negotiations chronologically everything outside of that chronological time is backstory that's not part of the front story so i, I don't think that's right nick because i think you have to look at when is the when is the equity disturbed and it, it's it happens earlier than that okay when is the equity disturbed um well it it's pretty much yeah you want to look at that it has to do with dad you know, dad's away. I mean, everything, everything is kind of screwed up. Backstory. Dad is out of out of the picture. Dad's out of the picture before the story that's, opens. Yes, backstory. Yeah. Right. So, no, that's, but they're you've got five, six women living by themselves, having to, you know, having to survive, and um. And so we open the story with the inequity already in place yeah i don't actually think they show it do they i think that's the problem that we're, no they don't we're show dad leaving dad is already gone but dad's i don't think that's the first story driver i think it's more like um something to do with uh i mean part of one of the one of the inequity part of the introduction of inequity is laurie coming back from europe Remember, that's sort of I, one of the, that's, a, that's a dynamic in the neighborhood. So, so yeah. for me, 
what I saw is the, the initial inequity based on the way that I was seeing the story was that she gets the note that Beth is sick again and you better come home because Beth is dying basically. And so she gives up her dreams in New York and, and she takes the money and she goes back home to take care of Beth and take care Beth over to the ocean. Um, and, and so that starts the inequity going on is Beth getting sick again. I think that's the second story driver, Nick. That's what I have anyway, but I like how you're thinking. But you know, I'm, I'm open, I'm open to it being other ways, but I'm just saying that that's how I saw the picture being presented using basically what would have been the first volume of little women. And I haven't read the stories. I just know how it kind of broke up um, yeah. that as she f filtered it in, in the back scenes, because if you start with the the 12, what is it about, about the 24 mark where they finally go back seven years earlier, mm -hmm. um, there's really nothing going on that creates an overall story problem. Right. Is that the, that's the flashback on the train that you're talking about, right? Yeah. And, 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 yeah. and, and the girls, and then, and then we have the, uh, uh, the curling of the hair, you know, and, and the hair gets singed off. And all of that's just little backstories to tell us the relationships going on between the girls um, and how the girls got to the point where the main story is, which is um, beginning with the negotiations and moving forward chronologically. But I think that's the midpoint, uh, Nick, is when they come, we see the, her knocking on that door at the midpoint. And then when Beth is the second story driver, the first story driver is when Lori comes home. He's the one that's upsetting the, the equity at that point. Because um, up until then, there's no possibility for a love triangle. There's no, you know, there's no one really like that's into Joe. Okay, so when you say Laurie comes home, you actually mean when he shows up at Grandpa's place. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Okay, because we don't actually see him come home again. He's there already. Right. You're right, and I think that's one of the weakest things of the story. Okay. But again, that's taking, starting with, and using, using it chronologically from the beginning yes. of the hair curling through to the final negotiation or, or through to the final piece of cake being ready to cut. Yeah. I mean, cause the story drivers are supposed to be like, I mean, it's not the story of the, these, uh, well, yeah, the story drivers come, um, where the, the, the plot points are not where the story weaving is happening. And this thing is weaved so weirdly. I mean, if you hadn't told me about the haircutting thing, I don't even know if I would be able to talk intelligently about this right now. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 the, the, the weaving got kind of quicker at, and, and the hair really did help out. Um, so, so, you know, I can go with your story. That's fine. I, I mean, that's a, there's, the, the downside to the way that I'm thinking about it is that's a whole lot of film that I'm just cutting out. And right. that doesn't seem right either. Right. Well, I, I think it's, mean, it's, I think it's much more a matter of... But it does feel like I'm shoehorning stuff to try and get that backstory into a semblance that makes a complete whole. Almost like there would be two stories involved. Right. 
But yeah, we I mean, can like, go forward. Yeah, I mean, that would be the other way to look at it too, is is like to divide, you know, are, it was two books, right? So is, are there two, like, is, is it, you know, one story and then two stories and they're just all weaved together, like say like in Second Godfather or something? Really go, but I mean, I don't know the books. The books aren't what we're analyzing. They just stole the beginning of the next book and tacked it onto the end of this movie. Right, that's the, that's the denouement where everything is rosy. The rest of it's just the one book. Okay. Well, no, ex except that as first published, the one is actually two, and in Great Britain, the oh. first book, Little Women, is still published as two books. Oh, okay. And then you have Little Men. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. That's it's great. a shorter attention span in Great Britain, you know? Who knows? <laughs> um, <laughs> you got to have tea time in the middle. All right. So let's uh, get back on track here a little bit. Um, the, uh, Chris, yeah. is that, I mean, like, I mean, I know I stated the argument poorly by arguing that there's two books as source material, but it, I mean, there's a pretty big change between the, the time period. Is it possible that there's two, you know, two stories and they're just told in? I don't know. Um, unfortunately, since I don't know that source material, I couldn't possibly speak cogently about that. Oh, I'm not asking about the source material. I'm just saying, like, is it possible that you have, like, you know, uh, two two story forms and they're just weaved together, you know, like in the, like in the second Godfather, for example, it, I don't know if that one actually is two stories or not, but it's, it seems like it could be Jim. You probably know that one, but I don't know. Uh, Godfather two. No, I don't know. Okay. I mean, it really does seem like the, yeah, I mean, Godfather two is two stories, right? I don't know. It's just the nearest thing I can think of. I, I like, don't know, but I really would like to get back onto this story. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, because look, it may be, it may be the fact that it was based on two books as opposed to one, which could, um, explain a little of the schizophrenia and also the stylistic, you know, choices. I guess the question I have is chronologically speaking, when she's, when she goes in to publish that, that book, when she's in New York, what has happened prior to that chronologically? Where is that in relationship to her conversation with, uh, with uh, Lori? It's afterwards. It's after, it, yeah. I mean, yeah, because she, 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 Lori couldn't possibly be an influence character because you're basically saying all of that relationship between Joe and Lori is back. Right. I don't think this movie shows that. I think this movie is focusing an awful lot on Joe and Laurie and their relationship. I, I absolutely do believe that the way it's cut up, cut up makes it difficult to know, to be able to figure it out exactly, because it's, it's sort of like there's a, a screen time reality and then there's the plot reality, the story weaving reality and the plot uh, reality. And it's very hard to discern what the plot reality is because the screen time reality may have a, uh, uh, have, it may be cut to make a story as is, as opposed to um, just mixing it up to make it more interesting. I, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I think it's, it's really unclear to me. 
I mean, I, I buy that argument that you made at the beginning of that. Um, so, are we okay with Joe as a doer? Yeah. Yeah, we can go with that. I think that was probably the only easy one here. <laughs> All right. Um, problem solving style, linear or holistic? Does Joe use sort of a cause and effect, kind of, a cause and effect linear? I want to do this, this will, and this will get me that. Or is it more holistic, trying to find balance? Um, the connections between things, relationships. I think it's pretty linear. Like when she's pissed at her sister, for example, like she um, like moves chairs just to like throw a tantrum. Um, like she also um, uh, like the when they're on the um, like the or when she comes down and accuses her directly of taking her stuff and then beats her up and then um, when she when uh, uh, did Amy? Yeah, when Amy follows her out onto the ice, and she looks back, and she's like, you know, it seems like she's cause and effect going to punish her for what she did. Right. Afterwards, she's like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. You know, big picture. And I think the another argument for her being linear is just how she responds to Lori. You know, asking her to marry him. She's just like, no, that's not the order I'm going in. That's basically like her reply, basically. We'll fight. <laughs> it's like, that's what marriage is. It would be really strange if this was a linear problem solving though, given the source material and the people behind it. I, not necessarily. I don't, I don't know about that. I mean, like, so I felt that it was. I mean, her. I, look, I, I, go, go ahead. ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Okay, I, I felt that I, I felt holistic. I, I um, and and that she was more concerned about relationships, um, and and the balance of power and certainly about the balance of power in the world as a whole um and and um and yet if you're going to take the everything as a whole then the whole discussion with aunt march is a linear resolution and and game going on and and uh, uh where where aunt march says I might be going to Europe and you can see Joe say, Oh, well, I'll continue reading and I'll, and I'll, and I will do all this, this continue doing this stuff so that in order that I will get to go to Europe with you. Um, and, and the discussion about, uh, Joe immediately does the logical leaps about so that the only way to, uh, uh, keep my money is to stay single. Um, um, so th those are some examples that, that, that come to my mind. But I did, f the, the other thing that I got to say is that I didn't have any problem empathizing with Joe. The other, the other thing is, is if you look at the other, the other people we have potentially as influence characters, particularly both Lori and Amy, they absolutely are holistic. Exactly, yeah. I mean, 
you know, Amy, Amy is constantly trying to rebalance the power between the her and Joe. For you sure. Know, is she not? I thought she wasn't an influence character. Now she is. No, I, if she was, right. but she, does, she definitely does use it in the family. She's the she's the big manipulator. Yeah. Um, also, like when when um, uh, Joe goes to the the ocean, like that would have been. I would have th I would have thought that would have been like a holistic thing to do. Like I'm going to go take you and calm you down at the ocean, but the whole time she's basically saying, "I'm going to take you out there. It's going to make you better." Um, you know, it's, it's Joe's will versus God's will. And then she's, you know, and she's, she actually says that, I think. Um, right, Julia? Not, not, not at that ocean scene, because that's the second relapse. She says okay. that in the first time Beth gets sick, uh, when she's going to lay down next to Beth and give comfort to Beth um, and saying, please don't go quietly into that night. Yeah, okay. So it's almost like she's like, you know, we're going to go do this because it's going to make you better, not because it's going to like make, you know, it's going to calm everything down and you'll relax and then you'll, you know, you'll heal your, you know, you'll heal from yourself or, you know, something that would be more holistic. Uh, that to me is not a clear example because I could see both sides of that. I, 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 that one doesn't work that well. Um, well, why don't we leave this one un unselected then? But I, I for, so so for problem solving styles, both of those negotiation endings should count for something, shouldn't they? It, well, the, the publication of the books and, and yeah. our short stories. Well, the first one's really linear. It's like you know, will you take this, right? Well, of course, if she's addressing a problem, she's going to the publisher to get right. money. That's why exactly. she's going there. Right. Um, Give me money for this so I can feed my family. And let me cut my let me cut my hair so I can feed my family. Or get my dad home. Which is when she cuts her hair is to help with her dad who's sick. Well, okay. Uh, uh, let's if we had we had the board, I tentatively underline Lanier. Okay, story driver, action, or decision? Do actions drive decisions or do decisions drive actions? And how do we know? Give some examples. Well, I mean, there are a couple of really big decisions that happen, right? Mm -hmm. uh, she decides not to marry Lori. That's a, kind of a, a big one. Um, there's the decision to uh, keep the rights, which we don't, that's sort of like the after the fact. I'm oh, sorry. Um, Beth dies, that's a big one. What changes after Beth dies? What do we? What what happens differently after Beth dies? I mean, doesn't doesn't the decision of uh, Aunt's decision to take Amy instead of uh, Joe is not a pretty big um, that changes the course of events because that that allows I mean, 
Lori and and uh, and uh, Amy to run into each other in Europe. But that that beat is almost at the same time as the um, as the uh, engaged or the uh, proposal, right? Um, no, I don't no, think so. But but I think that the action of of Lori and Amy running into each other is an action. I think the aunt dying or the the aunt dying and leaving the house to Joe is an action that leads to a decision to run the school. Um, well, if, it's a closing, if that's a closing event, then that's then you don't have to have the any. Beth doesn't even like give it a second thought when she comes home. Or, I mean, sorry, uh, Joe doesn't give it a second thought when she comes home when she gets the uh, letter notifying her that Beth is sick. She just goes, and that's that's um, the second driver, right? Uh, and they also get a letter that the father's sick. I'm not sure. I had that one originally, but I'm not sure if that's if that's or not. Do you have any thoughts? I like decision. And your decision points are? <laughs> All the decisions that are made in the story that drive the story forward. <laughs> um, examples, man, examples. Illustrated from the story? <laughs> I mean, it's like, who's going to get married to who? And somebody makes a choice, and then people scramble around to try and make up for it. That's your argument? Mm-hmm. Well, here's another action. An action is, is that the kids come in to the publisher and say, this is a great book. Exactly. Where, 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 where's the rest of the book? Because no. he forces the decision to uh, reach out and contact Joe about the book. And so the book gets that, published. That's a good one. What, Chris? I said, that's a good one. That's a good one. I was thinking about one too. Just trying to wonder if with Beth dying, right? So what happens after Beth dies, Julie? Where's that chronologically? Um, I, I think I, chronologically, I had trouble with this movie, so I have I start thinking about the first one. Yeah. The so so I think that chronologically, it's right before we see Amy and Lori get home, and they're already married. Yeah. Uh, oh, actually, I'll save time. I actually had action. I don't know why I was thinking decision. It's been a while since I've seen it. So I will go with action. Well, now you have to make arguments. <laughs> uh, I don't remember. I just know I had I action. I can make a yeah. couple. Well, so we've got... Um, oh, I just had it. Sorry. I mean... The, I mean... We have Lori come thing. Um, and they don't really even talk about their decisions. They just do stuff. Some of that may be due to have, like family dynamic because they know each other and they can read each other's actions. But that's kind of the point too. Is like, um, or, here, I mean, here's to, to stick to the Amy death thing. Uh, the the Beth death. Yeah. 
death dies, which is a pretty insignificant, a pretty significant event. Mm -hmm. They decide not to let Amy know to notify Amy. Remember, that's like a big conflict. But it's the action that is what changes the changes, mm -hmm. you know, the point of reference. Yeah. Um, the the father returning, I think, is one too. Mm -hmm. And the giving of the piano and the food for the homeless. Uh, I think that another action that we actually see is it's kind of tied close to a decision, but it's an action. Um, it's it's a long, drawn out one. Um, but Beth tells her, "Keep writing before she dies," and then Beth dies, and and then. Um, whatchamacallit goes upstairs to her attic, Joe does, and she starts burning her other work, but she sees the work that she wrote for Beth. And then she starts laying out that piece of work as the basis for her new novel. Right, and that's what the midpoint of the story? Uh, the story? I think that's uh, the fourth decision. I mean, I, I have three like... Three quarters, I think. Yeah, I have, I have that too. So I have, I have Lori. Uh, Lori returns home. Joe gets the letter and comes home. The father returns home. Beth dies, and then the kids demand that the novel be published. Also, early that, on... Yeah, that's like the third... Is that the third act? That's the third the fourth act turn? Or is that the... Yeah. I mean, the kid... The kids demanded it's the as the end, right? Um, that's yeah, the last. And it's moving into the final stretch. Yeah, I think that's that's the last. That's pretty much like. All right, so let's move on to the limit. Time lock or option lock? Obviously, no time lock. But what would what would the options be? Do we have enough to be able to make that choice? Well, you've got four daughters. And one last <laughs> daughter is basically taken care of. Story's over. Yeah, I mean, if you treat Joe's career like it's a man, then that works. If it's well, what do you mean? She ends up marrying the Frederick yeah. or whatever. She gets a she gets a a man. Yeah, yeah, that's the climax, right? Right. I mean, that's pretty much it. That's the climax. <laughs> We don't know that she actually gets married, but it's sort of implied. Yeah. And that they certainly work together. Everybody works together. That's the denouement, the happy ending. Well, but, and it's this is not exactly an option lock, but it's a run through the options. I mean, it's in, in, but you see, there's the example of marrying for love to secure the March family future. That's a lost cause, um, or that, that's a bad bet because um, it's poverty. There's marrying for riches, which is what, what, what Amy does, and that helps secure the family. They're securing it on your own right, which is what Joe does. And then there's just playing die before everybody. Good. Yep. Sure. All right. Outcome, success, failure. Success. That was some good cake at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's yeah, proud of the book. The leaves out of it, yeah. And everybody okay with success? Yeah. And uh, judgment, good or bad? Good. I yeah. didn't see too much angst left. 
it's good. And it doesn't matter which way you read it. It's good. It's actually, yep. Yeah, that's a good point. So that's, that, that's why I wanted to bring it up because I felt it was going to be difficult to figure out the, the resolve, but not, not the outcome. But, all right. So. All right. Let's take on this a little longer than I thought to get here. Um, let's go to our theme browser and let's pick some uh, domains. So Joe's either going to be in a situation or an activity. Um, I think I already know how this is going to go down. Um, <laughs> anybody have an idea where where Joe is or where the overall story is or what what arrangement this is? I like universe for Joe because she's a woman trying to be a writer. I like uh, mind for Lori because he's fixated on her and has opinions of what who she should be and what she should do. Plus, he's in love with her. I like um, the objective story in psychology because it's everybody's it's a whole you know dysfunctional family who gets together with who who's falling in love with who and then. The relationship stories and physics because it's all the dating, the, the usual sort of romantic stuff. Okay. I went back and forth on the story being in, in uh, manipulation or in activity, but otherwise I'm with you. And, and I probably don't like that arrangement. And I really do like that uh, um, we see Joe in playing a role in manipulation and, and the situation is the family fortunes. But in looking at some of the examples under manipulation, it specifically said a, a group of kids growing up. So there it is. I'm not going to argue. <laughs> oh, you mean for? Um, for manipulation for, for, the, for the OS. For the overall story. I'm not sure that I agree that it's dysfunctional, um, but it's probably a change in the manner of thinking as you move from children to little women to full-grown women. I mean, I think you could just as easily go have it be about, you know, all of them getting married and have it be obtaining. But it's not. I mean, it, that is an issue, but I don't think that that's the... They don't seem to have difficulty getting married. You know, it's, and it's not, doesn't seem to be, if you look at, Joe certainly doesn't. Um, obviously, Beth doesn't. Amy uh, is probably the only one that's really focused on getting it. Whereas, and, and um, remember our fourth sister? Meg. Meg. Um, you know, Meg is, she's the first, she, she gets married to her like before she even knows what she's doing. She wants to, she wants to have more fun and enjoy it, but she. Isn't the, is some of the source of conflict though from like having to have like be taken care of um, financially. 
Um, they don't talk a lot about that, do they? Yeah, no, they do. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a big part of it. Yeah, like they're all mad that, well, they're not mad, but they're yeah. like, they know that they're generous, so they're going to take their Christmas meal over to the... Yeah, and they us, but they're not starving. No, no, no. The it's the difference is, is that if it was a problem where they're literally, it's like we're going to give this, but we're going to starve. That's problematic. The problem is, is that they, you know, they don't like it, but it's not a physical problem. That's that's. The, I'm not saying it's a survival. I mean, uh, it matters in the community though. Like they stand out. Like that's why it matters, right? And. Um, they're trying to participate in the higher class, but they really, you know. It's like the primary motivation of the antagonists to heckle them about that too, right? Mm -hmm. Right, but it's a, but that's, that's a, um, it's a mental conflict. It's not a, well, well, Aunt March says the problem is, is that they keep giving away the money, or at least dad certainly does. Right. can't keep the money. Right. So it's not a, it's not that they can't have money. It's, it's the fact that they're of this mindset or this way, the way they think is that they have to share it to the less fortunate. Right. Which is a sharing type thing or obtaining or giving away, losing. Um, but it's not, a, but, but it, we yeah. don't see that happening other than the Hummel family. Right. You don't see it. And it's because there, it's not the, source it you know it's not where the pebble falls it's one of the it's where the ripples go but it's not where the pebble falls it's not where the problem is. problem is if you're going to say if anything if they're having difficulty it does seem to be less corporeal and more a matter of you know their mom has you know, the family has this way of thinking about things that kind of is different than everybody else. Everybody else seems to be very focused on, you know, money and that kind of stuff. But, but for them, they don't. They are, they're, they're quite a bit different. And where you see, and the other people there around, money is not an issue. You know, they get, you know, they get. Yeah, it's all status. Right? Yeah, it's, it's much more status and, and, um, Oh, I, I mean, even the, even the scene with, you know, the friend manipulating her to buy something she knows she can't afford. Yeah, also, the, uh, part of the reason they stand out is because their mom is a feminist and they have different values and that's what affects the status more than the money. I get, I think I... Yeah, I think that fits your argument, right, Jim? Yeah. The feminist piece? Yeah, okay. I made the mistake last time, so um, I got it. All right, so we have our main character, Joe, being having trouble because she's a woman. <laughs> oh, in the oh. Civil War. Yeah. All right, um, and if, you know that does go along the feminist thinking too. Um, seeing that as being a problem, not uh, not because she is, but that's what the that's what. It seems as a so so just for point of clarity on when you say Joe having a problem because she's a woman she's it's it's 
This is she is a woman and in in a, a woman writer and and that being a writer and a woman is not something that is accepted as readily in her world. Okay. That that statement I can believe more because I was gonna say what's unique about that? Um, at this time. <laughs> Yeah, just being a woman, okay? Being a woman in the 1850s, 60s. The context is her time and place and her, her occupation. Um, so are, it's more the occupation. Her um, gender. Okay. Right. Um, and her career aspirations. Yeah, because she, she can't even vote, right, at that time? No, she cannot. Yeah, no, but they don't really make a thing of it, did they? No. Okay. It's like, did I miss that whole part? <laughs> okay. They did make a big point, though, about who owns everything. If a husband, if you get yeah. married, yeah. the husband owns the kids, the husband oh, yeah. owns even your yeah. money, and the husband owns everything. Right, and that was in the relationship through line. If you're looking at the, there was a conversation between Amy and Laurie. But yes, yes. So, that's that's why I, I meant that I think Amy is in there, but I don't know exactly how that fits. Um, if it's a sub story or it's just part of the, an exploration of relationships in the relationship group. Um, okay, so now we want to go down to the concerns. Anybody have a and I, I mean, we already have one suggestion that it's that the overall story concern is playing a role, um, which would mean that Joe's concern would be how things are changing or progress. Um, doing would be the relationship uh, concern, and then impulsive responses in Lori's influence character uh, domain. Is that a, anybody want to make that argument? Or an alternative? Lost your audio, Jim. Pardon? I think Jim was trying to talk, but his audio didn't work, so I didn't. Sorry, to... Oh, okay. There. there. Uh, yeah, I think maybe Nick suggested that. Um, I, I like that one, too. Okay. Um, and, and so if we were to look at at, at, at the problems of playing a role um, in, in the concerns. Um, certainly we, in the overall story, we see Meg trying to play a role. Um, let me have my treats and, and I promise I'll be good for the rest of my life. Um, she knows that she, 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 can't, she can't fit that role. It's beyond her economic ability. Um, uh, we have Aunt March um, trying to mold the daughters or her, her nieces into certain roles, um, which they are not necessarily willingly going into. Um, and and uh, at the initial start of the movie, we have the editor publisher saying, the woman's either got to die or get married. Um, <laughs> You're right, yeah. And, and I'm sure there's some other roles um, that, that cause conflict along the way as to, as to whether or not fitting in. 
uh, oh well there, there's the role between between Laurie and his grandfather um you know that 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 Laurie is uh, a man uh, not a man about town but lackluster or, or or basically a failure he's got no initiative no drive to become a productive member of Yankee society um it's the Italian in him and uh <laughs> Uh, that causes conflict, um, even as he tries to teach, have his grandson taught manners. Um, there's. Uh, I think that's 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 a lot of examples. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's sufficient. That's good. Really excellent. Um, any of the other domain examples, like for for Joe, uh, about how things are changing? To the panel, yes. Um, <laughs> so I'm throwing it out for uh, <laughs> thoughts. I mean, it seems like as she's as she's getting um, as she's getting older, you know, she's losing. She loses her sister. There's her. Um, I think what else is? Yeah, she keeps getting mad whenever other people take an option that she doesn't want, but that like she she wants to keep things the same. Yeah, right. That's a good way of saying that. And what about what about for her and her writing and her her job or her you know ability to her career? Mm-hmm. Well, it's not, not progressing while she's at home taking care of the family. Well, it if, little, if we think of, of go ahead, Julie. Oh, it is a little. I think just because of Beth's influence, uh, but not very much. Well, I, I just mean it's like kind of like not going. It's it's progressing in the wrong direction, is what I mean. So, in a sense, this is evaluate. This is evaluations of progress, and she gets a real knock on the head from Frederick. Right. Um, that, yeah. That, that's exactly right. I was going to say, you know, her. You know, she may has this sense of where she's doing. I'm published and stuff, and his uh, critique of her work. Suddenly, it's like, whoa, wait! I'm, you know, I'm getting this feedback that's saying I'm not nearly as as uh, far along as I think I should be. And mm-hmm. and, and at whatever point it is, when when chronologically, but when when Lori tries to start the proposal, are saying we need to get more serious, um, uh, and she's saying, no, no, I won't have any of this changing any 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 more progress on this line of development. You are my friend. You are not going to be my lover. And let's run away and be pirates. Her, her, her being very, um, she's seeing progress as being um, problematic. Yes. Because she's seeing that things, things are getting worse as opposed to getting better. More troublesome, right? Okay. Um, and how about an, we have our uh, with Lori? We've got impulsive responses or um, you know, preconscious responses. So I think if you look at his through line, you know, he starts off and he's pretty, uh, you know non-responsive you know he's just he really is can't get a rise out of him or anything and then you know he gets far more 
anxious or angry and then starts to drink and, you know, try to bury himself um, and becomes more spontaneous and saying exactly what's on his mind. Um, Well, it's a, someone's essential nature given the situational environment. So I think that's, you know, that, that comment you said about his grandfather saying about him that he's, you know, of this nature, that, you know, he's, he's lazy. And then we, we see Amy sort of complaining about his nature um, in the... Uh, in Europe, um, and he does. He it, it, what's really interesting is, I think this is probably a little more subtle. Um, at least I noticed. I've seen this movie once before, but I noticed it this time particularly. Is that when he approaches Joe, especially the first time you see him in close proximity, which is at that dance. You know, he's, he looks at her and then he gets like comes up behind her and he starts snipping her hair. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's just sort of this really automatic, you know, response he has to her that I think he finds her very alluring and um, he can't really control it. I think that that's probably the basis for, you know, some of his feelings. But if you just watch from an acting point of view, look at him he when when he's when he's around joe the way he reacts around joe is totally different than he is with any other character mm-hmm. more spontaneous but also very you know more it's very subtle but it's also kind of like you know revealing and i thought that that was those was, i wasn't thinking of it in these terms but i think that that's something that's probably there what about in the uh relationship doing what are some of the doing concern of doing? I think Jim said a lot of those. It's like, how, you know, like what are all the ways in which you're supposed to behave in polite society and all the, um, you know, play acting that's done in their um, attic and, and sort of all the sort of playing they do uh, together. Or dancing. Yeah, dancing. Um, you know, even. But, but I thought that, that doing. It's supposed to be the idea of you're doing something physically wrong that's causing problems. Like you can't swim and you're trying to swim and that's causing a problem. Or you can't pogo stick and you're trying to be on the pogo stick. Yeah. So like, you you know, over all the aisles. Yeah. So she's trying to, you know, like um, one of the characters or or what's her name? um, Is it Amy or Amy tries to figure skate when she shouldn't and falls in the, in the water. Um, Lori is um, acting as a man um, in the company of women when he's not supposed to. Um. It's not so much that the doing has to be hard, it's that the relationship grows through doing. So it's like the stuff that they actually physically 
That's why in like films like this, usually it's like the dating stuff, the dancing, the, the opera. Yeah, like that kind of stuff. But it still has to be problematic. Uh, problematic in the sense that it uh, creates a potential for growth, right? Right. For, for the friendship and romance. Yeah, the, well, yeah. there's ten, just think of it, think of it instead of saying problematic, think of it as there's tension. Yeah. Okay. Is that, That's good. Tension is an indicator, you know, conflict and tension is an indicator that it's an underlying. All right. Okay, so let's let's go for that. I I'm 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 okay with that. So you're saying the Oregon domain playing a role is the overall story concern. I'm gonna open that up. Now brings us to um four we have four uh, possible themes, knowledge, ability, desire, thought. Um, and then within each of those, we have a quad. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I really like um, knowledge for, um, because, um, especially because, you know, she's, uh, I mean, I, I guess I'm kind of seeing this from the main character part too, though. So it's like the could because proven and unproven are below. And it, you know, like I think that fits with the change argument we were making earlier, where she's like an unproven writer in well, the beginning. Well, I would suggest if you're going to, we haven't decided change or steadfast. So if you want to, if you want to make the main character argument, then make it here. Okay. Yeah, I guess under facts then. Oh God! Another accurate, not accurate story. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean the exactly the accurate, non accurate is just, but that's just her main character part. I think, um, in my opinion, like the the place where she's changing is from the she's starts out unproven and ends up proven. Like she goes from, you know, like someone that can, that's writing, but, you know, I'm not really writing about facts. She's just like kind of not really including herself in it. And so it's like that fact versus fantasy piece. Like, and she, she, I don't know if, should she talk about it in this where she's like talking about the, um, seeing the characters in her head and, and stuff and how that drives her. I don't remember if that's this version or the first version. Julie, do you remember? No. I know that's in the first version where she talks about seeing like people in her head and stuff, but. I don't remember hearing that in this version. Could be there, but I, I just don't recall it. Okay. But I think that the, um, also there's like the facts of life. Like there's the, <laughs> Sorry for that joke, because um, it's Joe from Will. So, fa so the facts of like having to to you know be a woman in uh, in society versus what she really like fantasizes about doing instead of having to take care of the family the way that she does, and how things are um, you know progressively uh, pulling her either into more of the uh, role in the family versus um, her going and getting to do her her dream. 
I just like the fact, four fact of those are like are like fact fantasy better than security threat. Um, yeah, it doesn't seem to be. You could easily see a security threat story, but that doesn't seem to be about it. Right. Yeah. It's not focusing on, oh, I have to do this because I might lose the job, house, or the you know, whatever. Yeah, and it, it, it's not like she's having a lot of problems with, like, and, and I don't see the ending, unending thing where, you know, it'd be like one thing if she couldn't finish her book. Like, I think we've seen that in a lot of other films about writers. Um, the accurate, non-accurate part, I think would be like, um, just how like how abrasive, not abrasive is maybe not the right word, but how she just doesn't fit into society in her, like she's, that seems to be unique to her. Um, you know, she's very like awkward and um, forward. Um, so with the proven and unproven, what is it that, which is the problem and what's the, is it the problem or the symptom? And which one do you see as the problem? I think the problem is that she's unproven and that the, and the, um, this, the solution is that she's proven in the end. Cause the whole time it's like, I mean, like even when we see her laying out the sheets of paper, like we don't really know if she's going to be able to get her book published you know, except the fact that we, this is a piece of metafiction at this point. So it's like, we all know the ending, but like, you know, everyone's encouraging her to prove herself um, toward the end, right? So I feel like that's the, or not everyone, but like her, her mom is, maybe it's not, yeah, actually I guess it's not everyone. It's like kind of the last thing to go because the most of the time it's, it's her trying to fit into society um, which I think is the non-accurate, accurate thing where it's like, this is how you're supposed to act. You know, this is, this is not how you're supposed to act. I'll let somebody else talk, but. Does anybody else have a thought about? Only, that's the only thing I can really think of for how it would fit in there. Otherwise, I'm not really sure that, it, that the proven, unproven thing really works. What we could go back to the overall story and think of it, look at it in terms of the overall story. Okay. I think it gets clearer there because because um, the symptom the um, I was trying to think I had examples earlier for process and result, but um, maybe just come back to me. I'll think about it. Um, but it's like the process of getting. Um, There's the whole process of getting married and like, you know, being married off and then the result of like, what are you going to do if you, if you remain unmarried? Um, for any, for anyone, not just for the MCG. Okay. But how does that involve all the other characters other than the four March children? That description is yeah. pretty narrow. Right. I, I guess I would say like it's all of the um the whole society has a has a um uh, I'm trying to, so the whole society seems to have like a, a um I I'm not sure which one I want to argue for, result or process. Like um 
but it seems like the like society has this whole uh, thing that they have to do that they have to work through and they're all kind of playing the role in that way. I think it's in the, and I get a little, cause I'm still learning the, this lower part of Dramatica. Um, but uh, I think it fits more in desire in terms of like all the characters and just the overall themes. Like it's about, you know, who are they going to marry? What are they, are they going to get what they want? Do they, I don't know about Tess though. So you're, so you're thinking about expectation and determination as the the key pair, like society's expectations. Yeah, yeah. and then just like um, them deciding, you know, they're really going for something or not, and they're all pretty driven. Um, Beth, I guess. So I guess my question would be because desire is something that is part and parcel of story. So to separate it out from just saying, well, my protagonist has a desire, because um, every protagonist has a desire. Um, yeah, but that, but when you're talking about that, a desire is either going, in that context, is either talking about motivation or purpose. But not, not looking at desire. Remember, this is going to be the theme. So it's going to be the subject matter seen in terms of desire and ability. Which, which in an overall story, we should see people talking about desires as being problematic. Um, not talking about it, but um, the, the desires themselves, the longings for certain things is what's creating the conflict. Right. Longing is a really good word there because it's built. It's got conflict built into it. So I look at knowledge and I see that with without getting down to the elements, which I'm not necessarily. I agree with those elements, but I see that a lot of the conflict in the OS comes with what people hold is true. You have to get married. Right. Um, you can't own your own property uh, as a woman. Um, and and from what I hear being discussed here today, that being a woman, you can't be a writer. Um, these are things that are held to be true, and these are causing conflicts um, with different people in 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 the thing. Um, the the knowledge of uh, the purported knowledge, and all of these are purported knowledges because they're just things that are held to be true about the story of the grandfather and disowning his son. And, and, and that is what helped make that big house a standoffish thing among the four girls. Um, Aunt March's knowledge that, uh, you know, well, the boy's half Italian. That's probably why he's, he's indolent. Um, yeah, then the knowledge upsets the apple cart when Lori comes home too, because it's like them finding out about you know, he's miss like uh, he's a mystery, right? What's what's the what's the boy next door? They have like a bunch of things that they believe about him. But is it the the knowing of it, or is it that there's certain expectations behind all that? Well, I th those are two different levels. Yeah, but that's two different levels. But yeah, I I I am having trouble deciding between the two. But the longings 
the longing part. It does seem like everybody has their dreams and stuff. And I mean, if you look at the father, I mean, put the father into this equation because he's not a, an active participant, but everybody is longing for him. You know, want, yeah. they all want his yeah. father. He's missing. Okay. You know, and that's a really strong thematic part of certainly the, the March family. Well, then you have the guy next door too that longs for his his uh, loss or his uh, daughter that he lost. Right. I mean, those those are really big yeah. things that are you know consistent over the course of the story. Um, whereas you know when you're looking at the discussion of we were just talking about knowledge, those seem to be very specific incidents, which would to me would be probably at the something you'd find it at the lower level, something that's more, you know, oriented as opposed to theme. I don't really recall much thematic discussion of what's knowable or, you know, what's known, you know, as being a, you know, a, a topic of, of thematic discussion. Um, because that's remember this is this is essentially the theme of themes. This is the the where you would have your if you were going to do a a typical um, thematic premise, it would not. It, it, this is this would be really closely tied to that. And when, when you're thinking about Little Women, is it about these little women and what they know, or Little Women and what they desire? Sure seems like most of the conflict comes certainly in the in the family has to do with more to do with desire um, and the contrast to that even ability with you're talking about between the sisters and even in 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 the ability is always shown as a contrast to desire when you have you know the other the poor families who don't have the ability to feed themselves or the rich the rich families that have you know more ability than they know what to do but they have no desire because it is so i think it does seem to be a little bit more about a desire and ability thematic yeah i agree then I, I agree. I like the counterfoil counterpoint. Yeah. And it's hard to get the thought in there. So yeah. Yeah, that's why yeah, that's why it's really important. Even though it's a thematic focus, you really it's not it it really works best in terms of understanding it by looking at its counterpart. And of course, knowledge and ability are gonna knowledge knowledge of that will be in there, but it does feel a lot closer to it being about desire. And it also nicely brings that in instead of having it be in it's instead of the overall story or you know and getting subconscious in the you know in the mind you it's another way of bringing that in but at a different level at the theme level and there just seems to be an awful lot of discussion about longing and and how that is balanced by means or ability That works for me. So, um, if we choose that one, the, the that one being desire as the overall story issue, 
Then we're down to um, Jim. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, I like that. Okay, it's fine. And you were awfully quiet, so that usually either means we're yeah. in, we're in a completely different space than you, or we're like walking right down the uh, the, the predetermined path. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now we have test, trust, expectation, determination. Um, and you know, overtly, there's an awful lot about expectations and determinations. I mean, that seems to be sort of really more out in front, which would, to me, indicate that either test or trust is probably tied to an element a problem element, but um, I'm just thinking aloud here. Um, I, the only time you know you can, you see the test trust thing for me. One scene, the one scene is where you've got uh, with you know when Amy uh, goes, you know where. There's sort of this internal trust between the sisters, but then you know, Amy's the one who's constantly testing mm -hmm. uh, Joe. Uh, you know, she burns up, <laughs> burns up her her writing. Yeah. You know, it's like, it, you know, and she basically just wants to know how far she can push her. Um, and. It, you know, because she's you know jealous, et cetera, but also it's sort of a you know she she does it surreptitiously um trying to get back to sort of even things up because she was not allowed to go to this ball or to the dance uh, anybody have thought i'm I'm uh, trying to come up with some other examples here. I think uh, Lori also can is test limits a little bit. I mean, he and Joe does too. I mean, they're they're pushing the the in terms of like sexism of the time. They're pushing those limits and kind of seeing who they can be themselves with and um, and yeah. not. Um, yeah, I mean, I definitely think they're that um, Lori seems like pretty motivated by. By test. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I look at the definition of test. It says trial of validity, inspection, scrutinization. So, I, I, I'm not sure that testing limits um, is really a good application here um, when we're, especially within the family of, of ways of thinking. Because testing limits looks like it's more like testing in activities, um, but if it if it, if that kind of testing is there at all, um, so in this in, in using test as a problem in the OS, it could be problems or or people are driven to inspect or scrutinize others, or people have problems because they are being inspected. Or scrutinized is that correct yes all right I just wanted to be sure what we were looking at 
I mean, look where the conflict is in all of these different relationships and between the people and the overall story. Um, I think test really does seem to be there. It's kind of like when the girl, the girlfriend is suggesting, oh, that color looked wonderful on you. I know a perfect, perfect person you can send this to. You know, she's basically testing their friendship and testing how, how much that, uh, you know, she can manipulate her friend to buy something she knows full well that she can't afford. Oh, you're, yeah, you're talking about the silk, right? Yeah, the silk. Yeah, I was gonna use that same example. So yeah. And then even even then when she when Meg goes back and talks to her husband and it's sort of like, okay, this really puts this test on their relationship, you know, because they don't have the means and the husband feels really challenged because he knows that this is something that would make his wife happy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but you you feel that that the tension there. Um, well, when Amy takes her, her um, marriage all the way up to the proposal as if she's trying to test both the guy that's proposing and herself to see if she's going to be in the relationship. And then also she's in a way testing Lori to see if Lori's going to be, you know, going to. Yeah. Yeah. Aunt Marge scrutinizes the girls as to their, their suitability to to help save the family, right. um, constantly testing, mm-hmm. and definitely is the kind of sort of put things out there and see, okay, are they going to take it? I can take a take in the bait. <laughs> um, what about uh, you know? It's interesting because I think the mom, Marmy, I guess or whatever they, she called herself, mm-hmm. uh, you know. I, don't, I think she is definitely not one who's, she's not a source of, well, now she sort of tests the, the girls, you know, to see if they're willing, you know, to, uh, to give up their Christmas breakfast. Yeah, it's usually yeah. The, like the content of their character that she's measuring, and they know that. Right. Yeah, if we think about tests in terms of trial, like trials almost. Uh-huh. I feel like that clinches it for me because it's like um, all of these things are are um, you know, they're like uh, what you know whether it's trying things on as a feminist or whether it's dealing with the trials that come up during the Civil War era or whether you're testing the limits of polite society. It just seems like that's the right. Those are, those are all excellent examples. Um, so do we see this as the problem or the symptom? I mean, I feel like it's the symptom because, um, like for example, in the attic, when, um, uh, uh, it's almost like, uh, the girls are all turning down Lori as a person that can join society. It's almost like the opposite. Um, in a way, Lori is like the girl or not Lori. Yeah. Lori's like the girl that wants to enter into the um, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, into the club. Yeah. And so they're, um, you know, they basically decline him. And yet at the same time, um, you know, he comes out and then he like kind of tests, you know, it's like a, it's like a trial and then he passes the trial and then, um, uh, you know, and then they accept, they accept him and it's almost like, okay, now they trust him to be like, 
okay around them. But if it's that, if it's if it's that, if that's the case, then that would definitely be the symptom and response, because you're going to see yeah. the the response constantly. As opposed, but but you're not going to see the the solution pop up constantly. Right, and I I think that fits because the test. I I think it's like um, also they're when they're. Um, when they're when uh, they're dancing, even and she she uh, or uh, what's her name Joe goes in and falls into Lori's lap, and then they end up dancing around the perimeter. It's like again, it's going from you know what can we get away with to okay, I trust you to to do this activity or this um, thing with. Well, right, and she kind of, she does test him. She you know about revealing. You're not going to tell anybody about this. She reveals the scorch mark on her dress. Yeah, and then I. I think if we do that, then expectation is the is the problem. Is the problem, and then that really fits well at the end because then you have this determination of this, um, you know, the determination to go after the the um, uh, Frederick or the determination of I'm going to you know publish the book or the um, even Meg Meg is like uh, determined to be with uh, her lover even though he's poor. Um, I mean, I can go on, but any other, any other thoughts with, with with test as the symptom of the overall story? I think that's accurate because they don't seem real phased by it. It's just part of the it's just part of the world they live in and part of what they're having to deal with. Um, but it's not like driving everything. It's just always there. Yeah. I like test as a symptom because I like expectation because I felt like what was driving everybody's yeah problems were all these expectations. At the end, everybody's made a choice of who they're going to be with. Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's look back at our main character. And you'll notice we have a couple of choices because we haven't picked the change of steadfast yet. Um, so we have the the fantasy and threat i can see the threat now actually because sort of like you know she feels so joe feels joe feels threatened quite a bit it seems like um by whether her sister's you know going to make it or not whether she's going to get to do her career or not um well and there's you know uh Beth has a bad immune system. There's, you know, do they have the money to do something? There's, uh, will Aunt March approve? Uh, is dad going to die in war? Uh, they're just sort of like waiting yeah. for something to. Yeah, and it's measured against the inse insecurity then there too, right? How? Oh, sorry. Like, um, well, like the, there's a lot, there's insecurity too, like, um, even just like being insecure about her writing, but it's like she's insecure about her family. And, and like the whole family's social status has dropped. So there's insecurity there too. And is that, so just dramatic aside, like because we're talking about the threat, we automatically are talking about the dynamic pair thing. So we're talking at, about security. At the issue level, absolutely. Okay, and then 
and then if you're talking about the thing is like a security it's just as normal to talk about it as the opposite so like insecurity that brian's talking about yeah it's yes i mean okay. it, yes same thing okay also by picking insecurity does not, does not get you into threat you know it's sort of like you can it brings you a lot closer to threat but it's not the same thing as as threat Right. So it's more of a, a grayscale as opposed to binary. Okay. If we pick threat, then we get worry for the um, uh, for the influence character, and I I feel like that's good too because um, both of the um, uh, what's his name, Lori's worried about who he's going to end or like. You know, once he once he loses Joe, like can he be with Joe or not? Once he loses, her, who well, will he? Before be? we before we move on to that, okay. Um, I have two other things we want to finish up here. Uh, so, uh, any anybody think that the fantasy side with test trust ending unending is uh, compelling? Yes, big time, because she has a it's a complete fantasy that she could be a writer. And all right. Likewise, the influence character, it's all worth self-worth and stuff um how is it a fantasy if she's still doing it all the time even if it's not that good yet oh because the, the problematic aspect is the fact that she's it's a, a woman she's a woman her being a woman in in this particular time frame okay so, so what's what's the fantasy the fantasy. fantasy is that she could be a writer or the fantasy is that a woman could not be a writer no, the fantasy is that she will be a successful, well-known, remembered writer. And whereas the, you know, the... And the reality is, is that she could not be. No, no. It's like her charm. Her charm is her fanciful nature. Like, she's completely delusional, but it's, like, super charming. Right. And, you know, and the facts are don't necessarily support the fantasy. And, you know, there are publishers... The fantasy is an untruth. No, that's no, not. Yeah, I'm looking at the definition. Right, right. It's, but it's also, it's an untruth meaning, yes, it is not, it is not exist as we know it, but that doesn't mean it's yeah. bad. Yeah, she could trailblaze it, which she kind of does throughout the movie to certain degrees, but as it stands overall, it's not something people do. Except... Look so, does, so is she struggling with her false belief that she could be a successful writer? No, no, that's not. It, fantasy is not a false belief. No, but remember, what, no, no, that's what the definition is. I mean, I'm with Nick on this too because the definition says that, but you guys know these things better. It's just that that's what it says, right? That's why I didn't like. I, I, I didn't like fantasy. I mean, fact, fantasy may be okay, but fantasy doesn't seem to apply at all. But do you see where do you see the definition where fantasy says delusion? That that's the part, the delusional part. It does right. It so does. she has a delusion. Yeah, that she could be. And a, the delusion is that she could be a real writer. But yeah. I don't think that works objectively because, like, how is that? Like, her delusion is is. No, 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 no. You're you're focusing on like a, the clinical word for delusion, the meaning of delusion. No. Okay. Look. It. The thing is, her fantasy—it's a fantasy that she holds that she can be this. But also, 
the fantasies also work for her too. You know, it, she creates these fantastical wor worlds. And one of the things that she has to find a balance is between the facts and fantasy. In fact, her fantasies are so unbelievable initially, early on, is that her, it makes her writing really stupid because it's not related to anything factual, right? And that's, she gets criticized by the, the publisher for the, that very thing. Although early as children, you know, it was not, it, it wasn't necessarily nearly as bad because they were, she was the one writing these fantasies of pirates and, and uh, fairies, et cetera. So, except, except that the publisher wants her to write fantasies. He doesn't want her to write about domestic joys and troubles. That's yeah, right. problematic. What is it that actually... Right. That, that part, I can agree, is uh, problematic. Fantasies about being an illusion or anything, it, I just don't... Delusionary that she could be a writer when she's already a writer, um, I, I, I just don't see that. Well, but I, I can believe the fantasy, in fact, in the writing. Remember, it doesn't yeah. mean that she's delusional. It can, be, it can be something that people, other people think of her. You know, right, but I still don't see her her editor thinking that she's delusional, and nobody in 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 nobody in the in the whole March family thinks that she's delusional for thinking this. Right. Well, she believes in she believes in fantasy. I mean, she thinks the power of writing, of creating from you know the imagination, is something that she is. Uh, it's troublesome. Confers importance. Yeah, yeah, it's extremely. Oh, reflects importance. You know, tied to what drive you know what you know what makes her her. Yeah. So so for her too, like her entire idea of whether or not she's going to get married and whether she wants to be married, like she's in denial about a whole lot of things, and and she's very rigid about what how she thinks things will have to go, and that really excludes like so many options that are actually possible for her, and some of that may be because she's linear. Some of that may be more overall story because that's more about the marriage option. But um, does that does that make sense? Because she's kind of got that. She ends up going accepting. Oh, I do want love. I do want that and writing. Um, well, and and the thing is, and that's why that is a, a fairy tale ending. Uh, yeah, I don't think that's driven for the character. I think that was sort of stuck on in the overall story. Okay. And, uh, look, people, her fantasy does not include being married. Her, you know, she's a woman writer, and, and her fantasy, her, her world view does not mean she does not include being married, and that causes conflict for her. Yeah. Other people will see the world, and women at that time, you had to be married. You just, you, it was an economic, you know, it was an economic uh, necessity. Isn't that a security argument, Chris? Sure. The whole remember, all four of those are going to make an argument. The fact, fantasy, security, threat is going to make an uh, is going to make an argument. But for her, where she is personally, um, there is a strong argument that it could be fantasy. Uh, so right now we have um, two possibilities. It's either going to fall fall in as a threat. Um, and I, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't think, I personally, I don't feel like she's threatened at all. I, she does not seem to be aware of the threats nearly so much as she is a fantasy. But right. also, one thing I haven't heard yet 
you know what the problem and solution are. I haven't heard how the symptom and response in each of these quads uh, fill out. So that's actually something I did want to hear each of you um, present. Yeah, I mean, that would settle it, right? Are those for each one then? Well, it would certainly help but to, to understand that. And the nice thing is, is that we can go, we can look at both views, but I just wanted, I would rather hear the two views of this right now, and then yeah. we and then we can, you know, see the ramifications of it. So right. for Dramatica stuff, the threat, we've, we've been talking about determination and expectation. So now you're wanting to talk about theory and hunch and threat? Yes. So okay. if uh, uh, expectation is the main character problem mm -hmm. and determination is the solution, then how is hunch the symptom and theory, the response as it relates to Joe March and her her um, career as a writer or drive her, her, you know. Yeah, I mean the only th so just to shoot it out there. So hunch being so theory being well, you're in a sexist culture. You're not going to be a writer. That's not what women do. And then her hunch is like, well, but I'm gonna do it. This is how I'm gonna do it. And she just keeps like choosing her way remember hunch would, hunch would be the symptom that would be what she would see as a problem and theory is what would be the the solution yeah the, the hunch, it would be it's just flipping what you had julia so it'd just be like the hunch would be the um the thing that's that's driving her like she has a hunch that she's going to be the next big thing okay and then the solution is what well, no, this is, response would be theory sorry i'm lost yeah just like what does the word theory mean in this context i think that's part of the problem uh theory no. well the, the definition in dramatic is an unbroken chain of relationships leading from a premise to a conclusion okay so it's i mean oh, it's a rather dry definition um, but as a writer that would be like her you know would that be her publishing or or, or her um you know continuing to right to put her arguments into into her well, if, so so if she had a theory of being a writer the theory is you go to new york where the publisher places are you start you start small by working with the small publications and you move up to the next publication then oh. you do your novel a, B, C, and now you're now you're a famous writer. Mm -hmm. That's the theory. She could have a chunch that she's going to be a famous writer, but the steps that the theory that she develops is this. Somebody else might develop a different theory about how to get there. Okay, and Jim, ending and ending and unending. Uh, it's funny because like when I did this months ago, I had it flipped, so I had determination as the problem. Um, but I don't think that's right. So I think. Um, like earlier, Julie had all these great examples of Lori and stuff like for Test, as if that was his influence character sort of crucial element. And then I would have her in Trust because uh, like there's all these trials that keep getting put up and people trying to test whether or not she can do this stuff and she just keeps going headlong into it. Isn't so, that a determination yeah. argument though? I mean, that sound, I, that sounds like evidence for determination as much as it would be for, for trust. So, so how did, 
because she'd be determined to do that, right? So it's either, so I'm sorry, did we, we did test and trust, but we did that, did we do it for fantasy? I'm sorry, but did yeah, that would be under fantasy. Yeah. And that's the symptom of response, right? Yeah. How, is, how is ending the problem? Uh, well, I mean, I could flip it around. When I did it before, unending was like she never wanted to give up on her dream. And people trying to have her to stop doing that. So, I mean, I could make an argument either ending or unending or either way. But I mean, the really super, super clear thing is Lori goes from expectation to determination. Like, that's like the clearest character arc in the entire thing. Right, right. And I mean, and since he, if, if it was a steadfast story, he would share the same problem and solution. Lori. And well, then he's expectation, determination, ending, uh, unending the symptom and ending the response. Being that unending is I'll stay around, as I'll stay around forever. And then finally, it's like, okay, <laughs> it's over. Gonna <laughs> move on. I mean, that, that's sort of what Lori, that, that really does fit Lori. So, um, just so I'm clear, this is his response is ending, and for purposes of an in influence character response, this is not a response that we have to see repeated a number of times to what he sees as problematic as a, as as a symptom or what he focuses on. It can happen just once. No, no, no. It will happen over and over again. Okay, so what we're looking for is he's ending something repeatedly right. as a method. I would think so, yes. So, so um, the, the single ending with, with, with Joe is, is, is not, I mean, we, we, we want some more. through line. I mean, this is what the response, right. He just, that the story's not over when he does that. Remember, he also, so then he goes into, you know, okay, unending drinking and womanizing and um, and then eventually he does seem to be a victim of whatever the hell he has to do he's like oh I gotta study but I want to look out the window at these girls and go play oh I gotta oh, I can't date her so I'm gonna go drink and sabotage my life and then oh amy doesn't want to marry me i mean it's like right he's constantly doing that and, and it's going on forever it's ever ever oh it's over yeah. okay next <laughs> yeah i mean that's okay. that, that would make sense if as a symptom response as opposed to a problem and solution okay now i know the untold story of aunt march <laughs> oh excuse me <laughs> Well, Lori took the, 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 the boat back with uh, the sick Aunt March, who dies shortly thereafter. Oh. And, oh, and there's Lori with ending as his response. Well, if we chose that, it's going to do a couple of things. Let's just go look at the Brian It's this is a this one is a steadfast character one, which I you know I know. Um, 
And because we don't have problem solving style, we didn't get down to a single story form. That's okay. Um, but let's look at what is here to see if some of the other things work really well, or in fact, it, it, and we can back it out and perhaps see if uh, instead of ending, and we can make it a, ch a change character and see how that how that works. Um, but let's 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 look at this. So we've got our overall story. Um, we had already talked about expectation being um, a, a, one of the really good possibilities for the problem with determination as the solution. Um, and changing one's nature is the benchmark. But over in our main character, issue of fantasy, problem of ending, solution of unending, um, meaning that she that what drives um, Joe in this instance is that she feels like she gets really motivated when something is like tries to bring what she's doing to an end. You know that. Uh, yeah. Backwards, or is it? Is it? Should it be unending? Like originally, I had unending, which feels better. But you know, yeah. way, it's going to stay the same. Uh, um, I'm not sure that that's an option as long as expectation is a right. No, I, and I know it would flip that. Maybe we can figure out later. I just, I just wondered. But I mean, those of you can make an argument either way. I just remember her being like driven unending, like just to keep this going forever and ever. But I could also see it that well, she's. That's the thing is that wouldn't be a problem for her. If you if things were open ended, she'd be completely okay with that. Yeah. It, the problem she, is. Everybody's trying to stop her from her from her pursuing her career by getting married, by you know having to leave New York because she has to take care of the family. You know, all these other things are trying to basically stop her. You know, end her career, and that's what that's what motivates her. That's what drives her. Well, it's all isn't it also that her her. Um time where she has to take care of her family has ended as well because like Beth's gone gone well then she would no longer be motivated see that's the thing is, is that ending, ending is the thing that, that that motivates her and so the threat yeah. of okay of what she wants you know her fantasy ending yeah I get it you know that's like no no <laughs> you can't don't, you cannot kill my fat my my uh yeah the so i guess the difference in the argument is whether or not like she is you know determines herself by one book or whether or not she determines herself by like a whole career well we don't know that that's not there right the problem of unending that's kind of like the this is never gonna be over and i got you know I, this is just going on and on and on and on and on. That's that would but would be a problem of unending would look like. You know, I'm driven because this just this thing is just without end. <laughs> and it's driving me crazy. 
you know, it's, it's sort of like it, she's, she, she's doing something she really likes to do. And, and any threat to that, you know, um, I don't know. What's, sorry, what's the effect in the cause and the relation? Huh? Um, the effect in the, the relationship is different when we do it this way. So is there, is there maybe something we could see where the effect in the cause or in the relationship part um, as a problem? I'm, I'm sorry, what? The effect is a problem in the relationship and the cause is the solution. And so I was just saying, can we look at that too to, to see if it fits? Are you just asking what are the examples for the relationship? Yeah, because I, I just can't think of them. So I'm just. Okay, let's see. The issues experience. And then well, the. This is the, they, uh, the, the we are, we have experience or our experiences are an issue. Um, you mean we, right? Well, we, this is the relationship is with Joe and and Lori, right? Yeah. Um, oh, so gaining familiarity. Um, I mean, can we break it down somehow just using that he wants to marry her? Like, is there an easy way to categorize that? The relationship? Yeah. Isn't yeah. the relationship all about the effect they have on each other, and then at the end, it's like you can't, you can't force her into doing anything. So the the cause is basically like uh, she can't be around me, otherwise I'm gonna have a problem because I love her. Uh, well, does that does it, it does the relationship end successfully? I mean, they're part of the same family, right? I mean, they ex but not they, how one of them changes. So I just don't see how that's cause like. I mean, I don't, that, I don't think it's. I don't think the solution. Well, the cause would be looking at the source, you know. Right. Okay. Well, I guess it would be that Joe, that he let go, and Joe, like, so the cause isn't there anymore, right? Right, because they don't have. They don't. There's no opportunity for them to be married. Yeah. So then the pro. Okay. There is for them to cheat. Well, that's a different story. Um, but yeah, I guess you'd have to go from the Essentially, this is the problem. Where, this is where I had the problem. The, between the problem and the solution, that's where I thought it felt really um, unnatural. But yeah. very clearly, the effects of the relationship you know, the effects on Lori were very strong, apparently. When when uh, yeah. Frederick, or what's his name, pops into the picture. He does, I mean, he does concede after that. Goes away, you know. He's like, I never thought I'd be getting this carriage together for, for Joe to go run after a man. So he's supportive, but I mean, I don't know if that's really the... No, but then after that, it's sort of like, you know, they're all have big happy family. It just seemed like, yeah, that was sort of a, a toss away line. Yeah. Sort of at least acknowledge that we sure don't believe that you'd be doing that either. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's a lampshading. 
if it if it is this. So let's look at our main character's unique ability. What just just real quickly before we leave uh, the relationship storyline. So the symptom in a relationship storyline, when when I'm the the MC, I would be saying for the symptom to the to the MC. Well, what's your problem? What's in in or, or, or I would say, what are you struggling with? What do you see out there? Um, and with the the IC, it might be somebody you know asking, what's your problem? Um, and then in the relationship for the symptom, what am I asking about or what am I looking for? I actually like trust as a response because that works for um, uh, uh, um, dependability on or, or unquestioned reliance in assumed dependability and we see that between those two characters all the time but I'm that's a response to test and and what am I looking for is test as a symptom in a relationship well you know I think Joe and, and again this doesn't have to be a conscious effort but Joe is constantly testing um, Lori's uh patience or you know in that she's right. really reliant on him and but is not really giving and every once in a while he'll he'll throw you know sort of like test the waters to see how you know where this can go and if that really sort of creates a bit of a fuss between so them. when it comes to symptom and response um I don't have to rely so much on the word we. Well, it, yeah, you, you can. It's like so. Like when we test each other, we get into you know it creates conflict. Okay. But you know, when we trust each other, you get along. Like, yeah, it'd be like we argue all the time. We're always testing each other. That works. But I don't we, know if that really works for this because the response would then be to trust one another or to not trust one another, but I don't really see that. Oh, they, yes, you do. I mean, for instance, the, the scene on the ice, you know, when he takes her out and, you know, he's like, she's, she's completely trusting of him. Um, the, I think they're, I have to Get, getting him into the play club. Right, 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 right. It was his stratagem, but she was his cohort and getting him in there and, and trusted that they trusted each other to make the deal work. Yeah, and it worked. Yeah. Okay, so what do we we have in this? Again, we have. I want. I want to sort of tie this up quickly because we're getting on uh, a few hours here. Um, all right, for the overall story catalyst, we have either ability or thought um, um, as. I'm not crazy about either one in terms of just jumping out at me. I would just say thought the way I, it's kind of free associating, but because of how philosophical the whole family is uh, differently or separate from the society they're in, uh, they think differently. So this is the catalyst is going to create more conflict in the overall story. So um, is it either because there's a an, some either maybe reduced ability or um, impacted ability that will create more conflict 
or is it because there is some particular thought or something people think about or is something is thought of that's causing that'll create conflict and move the story forward yeah, i mean you can argue it either way yeah I mean, uh, yeah i mean I, my my gut is saying ability but i don't know i don't have examples so i would not pick that um main character critical flaw wisdom or experience both um yeah both but i would say wisdom more i would that was the one that initially hit me is that she's the main character in this she isn't very wise in a lot of her choices uh you know um in terms of the in terms of what would undermine her her ability to uh help save the march family um by becoming a very successful writer uh well i'm happy uh, so so you pick if, if you pick wisdom then it comes out what i thought it would if you picked wisdom whether it's right or wrong, I don't know, but I'm happy that I thought if you picked wisdom that the PS style would be that way. <laughs> because wisdom is all about relationships. <laughs> I think it's relative though. I know it's relative. Lack of wisdom is what she solves over the whole thing. Is that how that works with Dramatica? Well, as a critical flaw, it's going to be the thing that undermines her unique ability. Yeah. Okay. So, and but it's a it's a it's a success good story. It's a success story. So it's not going to be stuck efficient that it's going to really undermine the, the security. What are the choices that you have for unique ability? Or I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. The, the choices were security or fantasy. Isn't fantasy your her unique ability? I don't think so because remember when she was doing her fantasy stuff, it wasn't it wasn't as successful. I mean, like her entire thing is that she can imagine imagine these worlds and write them down for people. But that's the issue, isn't? So like we already covered that, didn't we? Well, no, the the fantasy issue is is the delusion part of it. Well, it's the it's the yeah, she's not always looking at the facts. She's, yeah, but then I think that's all. Oh, I think unique ability here. Let's see. Let's Actually, if you look at the relationship, but get rid of that one, I think that has to be enlightenment, right? Because the other skill doesn't make any sense. No. Yeah, she could always write. It was just yeah, a and I think that makes it male. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that has to be enlightenment because what would the skill be? Yeah, the skill doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I agree. They were pretty good skaters. <laughs> <laughs> like I do like yeah. the Ampolos character's unique ability of work. Um, you know, writing yeah. out usefulness and desirability, I think that's really you know, important. I think that's one of the reasons why he. He does have that influence on her, mm -hmm. and his critical flaw of desire. You know, yeah, he, he 
<laughs> that works really well. Yeah. The, the thought actually works pretty well, too. A little too much. <laughs> and you can't hide it. And the benchmark of innermost desires. That's really good, too, for the influence character. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the benchmarks are great. All about what's she going to do. And this is, this is the other one I also thought, I did think that of the choices for the overall story inhibitor of worry, because, you know, this is sort of the, um, what, what Marmy, you know, when, when they start worrying about something, then that kind of slows down the story. Mm -hmm. You know, and then we go off into Joe's thing or into the relationship for a while, but um, it's sort of, you know, oh, Beth, Beth is you know, not doing well. Okay, well, that's just slow everything down. Her career slows down, you know, just like everything gets. I think it works too because uh, we didn't end up putting threat in here anywhere, right? So it it, uh, it brings in that element, like they're worrying about stuff, but it, it wasn't all about there being a threat all the time. Yeah, the only area of threat we have here is the inhibitor in the relationship. Okay. You know, if there is a, I'm not sure, I don't think there are any specific threats, but there's a, you know, threat doesn't have to be like, it's just potential negative forces. Well, it's the love triangle though, right? So it would be any time where the love triangle is, is threatening things and they would. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. That actually worked. Amy fills that job really well. <laughs> Yeah, stick stick the borderline in there. <laughs> yeah, that actually does. That's a that's a good observation. I really did stick in the relationship for the line inhibitor. And well, so one quick question on both the OS inhibitor and the RS inhibitor. You say it slows the story down, but also what we're talking about is reducing the conflict that's as a result of this quality coming in, the conflict's reduced, and because the conflict's reduced, the story slowed down, and then we move to the other section. That's the, that's what we te tend to do as a convenience, because if it's not moving very fast, we don't want to spend a lot of time looking at it. Right, okay. So, but an inhibitor functions to reduce the conflict right. when it comes in, okay. Yeah, so in other words, if you think of the benchmark as the, you know, the, um, the map. Yes. The catalyst moves you faster along that map, the map, and the inhibitor slows you down. So it's not you're not just going along that that uh, line in an even speed, very predictable speed. It'll go in fits and starts based on catalyst and inhibitor. All right. Works for me. Okay. Well, we finally got around, got through this, but. Mm -hmm. Now, in all honesty, we started late. <laughs> Still, Good job, everyone. All right. Well, thank you all. Thank you. We will thank see you next time. Bye. Bye. This podcast was brought to you by Wright Brothers creators of software for writers since 1982. Visit us at 
www.screenplay.com and www.dramatica.com.